Andrea Lirio is a rising junior at Bryn Mawr College majoring in International Global Studies. This summer, Andrea interned as an external communications intern at Fidelity Investments. Back in May, Andrea grew a 30-person team to manage Relay, a resource website for COVID-19. The students' internship and several plans rescinded due to the pandemic. Andrea wanted to provide opportunities to create a meaningful project over the summer. COVID-19 resources are hard to find, and that is where Relay enters the picture. Relay Resource is a site that responds to COVID-19 from a student's perspective, helping and educating others about the pandemic to stay safe and informed. You can find Relay on their website, Facebook page, and Instagram. As a young entrepreneur, Andrea will be spending her gap year 2.0 to write her first book, Creative at Work, with expected publication in April 2021, and working on a fast-moving venture, which consists of a TV show and product line component. In this episode, Andrea will tell us how Relay Resource started, her TV show startup, and her experience as a student entrepreneur. Welcome, Andrea, to the podcast. Just wondering where you're calling from, what school you currently attend, and how you started Relay. Yeah, so um, I'm Andrea. I'm calling from Long Island right now. Usually I'm in Boston, but just calling from somewhere else. And um, I just finished my second year at Bryn Mawr College, Historically Women's College out of Philly, and excited to be here. I um, So Relay, long story, it basically started... Um, back in March or April, like the simple idea to create a site for families who were struggling to get information about COVID-19. There's actually two ways it started. That was the first one. And then the second reason was I noticed a lot of my friends had lost their internship opportunities or they were supposed to work in retail or at camp. And obviously all of those were canceled as well, which was really hard to see and hear about like on LinkedIn or like posting on social or text. Um, And so I wanted to create something and I was fortunate enough to like have my internship program through the summer. So I wanted to find a way to create a resource for families and students who just like, you know, giving back in that way, but then also giving back to students in figuring out a way for them to have a meaningful, impactful summer and doing work that they could talk about for future opportunities that, you know, they weren't able to get this summer. Um, And so yeah, I just created it out of those two things. And basically, I built the team by reaching out to people I knew, so family and friends. Um, and I literally just texted them and I was like, hey, not sure what you're up to this summer. But if you're interested, I'm working on this cool project. Um, we'll also organize workshops and like professional Q&As to help explore your interests. You know, let me know what you're thinking. And so from there, um, they invited their friends to join, family or friends to join as well. So we grew to over 30 plus interns who I ended up managing this summer, which was a really cool experience. Um, Definitely really cool because I have to figure out like how to best manage different kinds of workers and get them to uh, really make the most of their experience. And so that helped me like become a better manager and also just a better time manager for like myself figuring out how to better do things. Um, so yeah, it was just a great experience. Um, that was unexpected, I think, but just overall, like really great that like the interns were able to have it. The people using our site were able to have this now, this new site. And then for me to be able to figure out how to do it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like such a cool experience being able to, you know, manage so many interns at like, such a small like company capacity but you know like what made you decide to use a website as a form Mm -hmm. of communicating these resources 
Yeah. Um, so I think like, so going back, I made my own personal site one time because I was really bored and, um, and I still have that, but I've also worked on multiple other sites and I just thought like, this is something I have some exposure with, um, like I can figure out how to do this on this scale with like other people and making a resource more like with numbers and you know what I mean? Everything, keeping track of cases in different areas. So that's how we figured out or decided to create a site. And then it was also just easier because everything is remote and virtual, um, that it's just easier to be able to share the information that way. Um, but that's how we came up with the idea. And also because, um, we were actually able to connect with two other groups who are working on helping um, during this time as well. And so kind of working in tandem with them, like one person was helping with planning virtual funerals and another group uh, was working on getting tablets to hospitals to help out um, because a lot of people can't say goodbye to their loved ones and go into the hospital. So working in tandem with those two groups and figuring out how we could best like help the other two. And so that was just a great experience for us. Yeah. Exposure too. <laughs> yeah. So Relay is on Facebook, Instagram, and as well as your website. So what has your experience been like, you know, growing that platform and really le- leveraging social media during this time as we're more virtual than ever? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a really cool experience. I think um, definitely been harder, I think, to get the interns to uh, be okay with just posting. I like I told them it's okay if you post and we don't have many followers when you first start, of course. But I think we still have this mindset as like teens that we want to make sure uh, we always get like optimal likes and all of this stuff, but kind of bringing them to this idea that we're just starting. So it'll start somewhere. And we grew um, to 75 plus like Instagram followers and then 200 plus Facebook likes or followers. And so obviously, uh, it's still not like that crazy big, but I think to have grown that much um, in a very short time is, and also for the size that we are, is really cool. So it was really fun coming up with the content to put on social media and like figure out like what content are we creating that people will really want to see on social and like targeting that more so. Um, But yeah, I've had some experience with social. So I think this was also me wanting to teach other people what they could do with it too um but yeah I think it was a great experience for our interns too they were reading a lot about optimal times to post search engine optimization like all of that kind of stuff um behind the scenes so it was like a great learning experience for them too um yeah yeah pivoting to entrepreneurship how did you you know know that you were interested in being an entrepreneurship or even taking entrepreneurship classes? Did Brim Mar offer those resources to you? How did you start? Yeah. Um, So for starters, my school doesn't offer very robust entrepreneurship space, um, which I think I knew coming in, like I knew I wasn't going to get that experience there. I think mostly when I decided to go to my school I wanted to go to grow like more personally and understand like myself and my worth and really what I wanted to do and from there once I figured that out like I always think in the back of my mind um, for a while like through high school I knew I wanted to go into business but it was just the question of like how Um, because you can go in in so many different routes um, And just figuring out what exactly was the thing that like I really liked doing was the hardest part. But 
through experience and through multiple internships, I really like startups and like creating something from scratch and really being scrappy with like creating what you want to or like envisioning something and then moving it to the final product. I think that's really cool. So I didn't get that experience or support really from my school, but I think definitely what they did help me with is figure out that that's what I wanted to do. Um, And it's actually really crazy because now like I'm taking my second gap year and um, I just recently decided that I'm going to try and see if I can move to another school to pursue this interest and love for entrepreneurship and business. Um, I didn't think this was going to happen, like literally going in, like I would have never thought this would happen, but I think just seeing like now what I really want to do, um, we'll just see like what happens in the future. But um, I really want to keep pursuing this. And that's how I figured out it was literally just like me exposing myself to different things. So from my first internships to like even school clubs, really, they really helped shape like I was part of the newspaper and like acapella in high school, and also similar in college. But um, they just really open your eyes to be like, Oh, yeah, like, I'm capable of doing all of these things. And sometimes you like most of the time, you don't have to do it by going to school necessarily. And I think that's where I learned the most is like the hands on experience, which I know a lot of people always talk about. But for me, I definitely learned the most by like getting hands on actual experience. Um, so that's why I think also school doesn't necessarily add to my passion for business problem solving, creativity, innovation. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. That's why I decided to and now I'm like, really just gonna try and push that boulder up the hill or whatever to make it happen but yeah that's how I figured out (laughs) yeah and I guess you're making it happen with your tv show that you're going to be working on right yeah tell us more a little bit more about that process and what it's been like for you yeah um so right now I'm working on a few projects but one of the most exciting ones is I'm working on a TV show that's going to be it's a part of the startup that I'm working on during this gap year um so it's a TV show with a business or app component that goes with it and then matches it um which I actually like designed and helped create which I'm really excited about um and it's a really cool story because when we're still working on it. So as we're working on it, like I'm just learning new things and we're in the middle of pitching right now to execs and TV producers, which is a cool process. Um, but basically our CEO came up with this idea like 10 years ago, actually. Um, and she tried to do it then, but a lot of things got in the way she decided like, okay, like I don't have time to do this right now with everything else she was doing. And then due to COVID and just being inside, quarantined, not being able to go out, she had a lot of time to reflect and look back at this idea that she had. And she was like, wow, I actually really still want to do this and it's still needed in the world. And she contacted my aunt, which is crazy. And she said, hey, like, I'm going to pick your brain about this. I just thought this is a great idea. Didn't do it 10 years ago. What about now? And my aunt literally told her, like, drop everything you're doing and you have to do it like now. This is like the perfect time, you know, to pursue this project. And so um, then my aunt called me and she was like, this is a great project. You should really work on it with me. And this um, CEO, like she's going to be like the CEO of the company now. She's going to be great. Like we're going to be able to create this. And so um, it's just a really cool process, literally from like that phone call to then sitting at this dining table um, here now in Long Island where we moved down um, to talk about like how what to name it like what 
what we want in the show. So basically the concept is we're trying to create like an American Idol shark tank, amazing race esque show um, with a certain goal in mind, obviously, which will lead into the um, app. And of course this is in stealth mode still because we're a little, you know, we still want to make sure we get the funding before we talk about it. Um, But we've been really working on the pitch decks. So it's been a really cool process because you have to pitch the show and the app separately because obviously you can't ask the same people for the money when it comes to both because one's more creative and then the other one is the money generating side of the company. So um, it's been a really cool process to create the pitch decks and really create this brand. Um, And I think this concept my aunt keeps talking about is we're really pitching this company like that doesn't exist yet to these investors. We don't have like anything created. It's literally just like we have this pitch deck of concept and idea that we want them to help us come to life. And so really figuring out that and figuring out like budgeting, like how much money do we need to get this to happen? And so like right now we're trying to raise 5 million um, so we can start working on it. Um, and create it by September 2021. So that's been a cool process. So far, we've raised a million. So like, we're slowly (laughs) getting there. Um, But it's really cool. We've been talking to a lot of people from Spotify, Netflix, Disney, Pinterest, and they're all really excited about it. Um, So far, nobody said no about the idea. Like everyone's really excited. So it's really promising. I think there are obviously always times when we look back and we're like, or we're in the moment and it's like, this is just really hard because you have to find a way to convince people that like, this is worth giving their money toward. Um, and so that process is always just hard for us and coming up with like our MVP, like most, you know, our, you know, our viable pro- like what we want to create for the minimum viable product. And, um, and it's hard because we want to do so many things, but what like, is actually like the stuff that we can do in year one. Um, And so that, and even figuring out like what network or streamer we want to be on, um, because that's such a difficult process. Like we've come to the conclusion that Hulu or ABC Family or Freeform would be our ideal um, to be on just because it's more accessible for more people um, because, you know, and it gives us more creative reign over what we want it to be like. Um, and also just financially is the better option. And then potentially there's room for growth, but, um, I don't know. It's been a really cool process. We go, we've mostly been having friendly investor calls. So people we are already, you know, friendly friends with, um, because then, you know, it's not, it's less scary. Like they tend to already say yes. Um, and then also, um, they just give us advice, which is really helpful because every time we have those calls, we go back and we continue to edit the deck and edit any video, uh, anything, any other files we have that go with it. And then, um, you know, going back to the drawing board, editing that and then getting ready for the next meeting. So we actually have one um, this week at the end of this week, which is really exciting um, with another friendly investor. So it's not that nerve wracking, but we've come a long way with like the business model. Now we have uh, the concept, we have the design, we have a demo, like a prototype of what the app will look like. Um, So it's just been a really cool experience to be able to do all of that and even present to them and tell them like, oh yeah, this is the concept. This is, you know, and really find a way to hone in on the story and a lot of my previous experiences have led up to this, I believe. So um, I'm just excited to see where it goes. Sorry, that was a very long <laughs> answer to your question. But 
yeah, that's how it's been going. Yeah, that's great. I guess since you have so much experience, you know, being in this space, you know, the film industry has changed, you know, since the pandemic happened, you know, films are being released now on streaming services or being postponed. So how do you think that these challenges will affect, you know, your TV show and or how you make decisions on what streaming services you're going to want to pursue? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, we're also preparing that answer for investors. Um, That's like in our deck in the appendix. But um, we actually created a slide, like, what are we going to do with the ongoing pandemic and how that affects our production? Like, once we get the money, how are we going to produce it if, um, you know, everything's still closed? And so um, since we're trying, again, to create this reality show with, like, American Idol, Amazing Race sort of stuff, like, where people will have to fly in from all over, um, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Um, We're trying to create like a nimble small team that can really record all of the stories we want. So I think we're going to start, you know, with the American Idol classic, finding the stories and telling them that component. Um, And then hopefully the goal is to find a location that um, we can get maybe like 10 to 20 contestants, you know, they should all be tested and everything come safely. But um, to get them to stay there for the remainder of like the filming period. Um, And if that's possible, that would be the most ideal just to make it still like obviously won't have live shows like American Idol, you know, used like used to have now they don't have that either, but still find a way for contestants to be in one place at a time. Um, But also American Idol went after it in a very unique way where they had people film at home. So I don't know. That's always a possible route, but um, it's definitely difficult. And like, I've been thinking about this a lot too, with just like my own love for TV and movies. Like, how are they going to film my favorite shows and favorite movies <laughs> um, now that you know you have to socially distance and you have to be safe about everything? So I think it's still possible. People are still filming, um, and there's a lot of opportunity there. But like, I don't know if you saw, but Selena Gomez came out with this show where she's just cooking in her house and like people are teaching her how to cook from their houses. And I was like, I sent it to everyone on the team and I was like, guys, we could do this. Like this, this is so simple. They just sent all the equipment to her house and their house um, and we could totally do something like that. So things like that are possible. It's just, you know, it's definitely not the most ideal but if we could do that at least to get it launched I'm sure in the future there'll be room for like the big live like show and everything like that but yeah that's a really good question (laughs) yeah do you think that you know creators are going to come up with new ways of creating content for users and you know maybe this is a time of innovation in the film industry yeah yeah no I totally agree I think like all in all in the world in general everybody is like finding a way to make the most of what's happening now um I think like they'll definitely have new ideas like the Selena Gomez idea that is so simple but like they were able to pull it off so easily and it still looks like a quality show you know like it doesn't look like somebody filmed on their phone like I think that's a bit different but um and also that technology that um just came out the one where it's like there's a stand that follows you as you walk like I saw an ad for that and I was like this is just the new world of 
film and TV or movies that like you can do stuff like that. Um, and then I was watching another, uh, I don't know if you've seen like on Disney plus they were showing like how they made the Mandalorian and how they created it with like all these screens like on top and around and you don't even have to go anywhere. Like you can just really film from there. And I was like, you know, from there we can really find new and innovative ways to do. And I think a lot of people are doing computer animation. Like there's a lot more that people are doing from their computers at home, which thank God we have those right now. Um, But I think definitely this is just going to be the time where people find a way to create this new technology for us to make this possible. Um, Because I was reading like George Lucas talked about it like a while ago. He was like, imagine if you could film an entire movie or show from your garage and it's just crazy because we're getting to the point where like you can you know so we'll see what people create but I'm just excited because like the technology they create every year of like you know from green screen to now these full like I don't know gaming sort of setups is really cool and I think there's a lot of growth for that um but of course it would be great if everything could be like in person and that would be the ideal but yes (laughs) Yeah, so before we talk about gap years, I was wondering if we could just pivot back to Relay for a second and just talk about, you know, if we ever return to the new normal, do you think that you would, you know, transform Relay into more general resources about health-related topics, or would it just still focus on COVID-19? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um I actually thought about that the other day because my uncle listens to this podcast called TWIV and um, he always listens to it. And, you know, they talk about COVID a lot there. Um, And I asked him, I was like, what do they talk about when COVID is over? And he's like, oh, they just talk about other viruses. I was like, okay, well, that's because they're a virus uh, podcast. Like they talk about sicknesses and all that. So that makes sense. Like they'll continue to talk about it. Um, but I, I thought about it too, for relay, I wasn't sure what direction we would go in, like following COVID, but I think, um, right now we're going to slow down a bit because of the semester starting. We'll still have people continuing through the year, um, continuing creating content, um, and everything like that. Um, but I think following like the end of COVID, I just, whenever that is, I think, um, that it will be the end of Relay as well. I think it was really just like to serve its purpose during the time. Um, And I think, again, like the biggest thing for me was wanting to make sure all of my friends, peers, like family were able to get this experience that they weren't able to get because of something that was completely out of their control. Um, And finding a way for them to have this experience or meaningful, impactful experience. So I think that was a great idea, like a great question, but um, we're also combining with another company. So maybe she can use this for content marketing. Um, but I think, yeah, it was just, it was a really great experience, I think for everybody, but, um, and I'm, I'm glad everybody was able to like work hard and figure out how to do this. Um, but hopefully moving forward, we can really have the connections with each other. And um, yeah, but I don't know, it was definitely like, great to see it come from nothing to a site with video and graphic and everything like everyone's so talented so yeah I'm just excited to see what other people do (laughs) yeah so I I know that you took a gap year after we graduated and you're planning to take another gap year you know there's such a stigma against gap years you know parents are saying you know why are people taking gap years why is it so important no, I just wanted to know your take on gap years and what your experience has been like and what you did. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so right after high school, I decided to take a gap year because I really needed a break, I think, from school and also our high school being very, like, competitive and very, um, I don't know, everybody is just so smart and driven and ambitious that I think I just needed a break from that and needed to re-energize, figure out what I wanted to do before jumping into school and continuing with that, uh, I think, like, heavy mindset. Um, and so... For my first gap year, my goal was really to gain work experience and I guess like figure out what it's like living without school um, and like what people do um, and hearing about people's experiences and connecting with people in a way that I hadn't before. Um, and so that was a really an amazing experience. I was also able to travel. So that was also a bit different from what this gap year is now going to look like. Um, but I took a lot away from that. And I think I was able to go into high school. Uh, I was able to go into college, definitely more mature and um, having experienced this. I, I knew what I wanted to do more so than I would have before. Um, but definitely like you can go straight into college. I just knew that, that I needed to take one. And it was hard to convince my parents to like what you're saying. Parents don't like the idea of people taking breaks. Um, but I convinced them. I was like, I'm going to do this during this month, like from this week to this week. It was a very specific plan. So I think if you're a person who has a plan and knows like what you want to get away from the experience, definitely take one. But otherwise, maybe like going to school might be the best bet if not if you're not willing to put in the time to figure out what you want to do. Um, but this year varies a lot from my first gap year. Um, I call it gap year 2.0, just like I don't know. That's why I call. I don't know why I call it that. But um, so this year I have more exciting projects, more than less like travel, obviously, and more project based experience. Um, and really, I wanted to take it again, like going back to what I was saying about like loving hands on experience, and then also how my school didn't necessarily offer a lot of entrepreneurship access. Um, I wanted to just throw myself into it and just see like if this is really what I love and I know I love it so um, just like throwing myself into more deeper figuring out the specifics of like where are my skills where do my skills lie like what do I want to continue doing so a few of the projects I'm working on this year I'm writing like my first book and hopefully publishing that in April so I'm hoping to do that um, and that's actually going to be on entrepreneurship and creativity which I'm really excited about because again I'm really excited about entrepreneurship and then I'm also working on creating a tv show with my friend so this is separate from the startup but just creating a tv show that um, we thought was necessary right now um, and then also interning with like, you know, with other companies, like notable companies and just gaining experience there and seeing like the bigger picture of like corporate and um, how they were able to be successful and breaking down almost like pieces of the company that I think I would want to put into, I don't know, a future, I don't know if I'm going to create my own company, but like in maybe into a future company that I'll be part of. Um, and then also working on this new startup and I, you know, just figuring out things that I really love to do. Um, because I think like for people who are self-starters are really excited to figure out what they're interested in this is definitely a great thing for you to do and I think parents should support that it's definitely not the um most traveled route um but I think it's really worthwhile and like okay I always say I'm an experienced junkie I just love like trying new things and having new experiences all the time and I think that's a lot like that's what a lot of our generation is like too 
Um, and just figuring out like from previous experiences, bringing me to current experiences and breaking down like how I got where I am. Um, but I don't know, I would definitely recommend a gap year for anyone who's been thinking about it. Um, but I also wanted to note, like, I'm somebody who really likes to stay busy and have things all the time. Um, but for sure, there's time for breaks and like doing other things outside of work. Um, it's just like, for me, I get really excited when I'm doing projects. And I, obviously, that's a good thing. I'm not like, Ugh, every day, like, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm not forcing myself to it's just like, I wouldn't do the project if I wasn't excited about it, which I think everyone, you should do it if you're excited about it. Don't do it if like you're just doing it to do it, if that makes any sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. I would definitely recommend a gap year for anyone who's thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, before we close off this episode, do you have any other advice for high school or college entrepreneurs who either want to start their own businesses or initiatives? Um, I would say just keep doing what you're interested in doing. Um, I think obviously that's very cliche, but I think a lot of the time we're always thinking about like what will make us the most money or like, oh, this would be the ideal career that everyone would be proud of me for doing. Like at least I've definitely thought about it like that. And I think maybe a lot of us are guilty of thinking about life like that. That's just the mindset that a lot of people have ingrained into us like with capitalism and everything um but just to think about like what you're passionate about and what you actually are really excited every day to do like I've read so many of those books where they're like what do you lose sleep um over like what are you working on that you like don't sleep or you don't go to the bathroom or like you don't eat like why what is keeping you excited like every day um so doing that and I think like if you find something that you love like the money will come I know that sounds like hard but it's just like if you really love it you'll find a way to make it work um and then I also like just to add like I realized like through writing my book and this is what my book is about is that entrepreneurship is like the ultimate creative like outlet for creativity or art like that's what I truly believe um I think a lot of the time we think like entrepreneurship is like finance and like numbers and I don't know like a lot of that and I think what I've at least experienced myself is that it takes a lot of creativity passion innovation like interest in interest just interest in general so I think if you're going to pursue anything even if it's not in entrepreneurship just always like remembering to be creative um in problem solving or like creating something um and also just you have to realize like there are a lot of sucky like I know this is also cliche but like there are a lot of sucky moments when you're working or figuring out what you want to do so you just have to figure out like what are you willing to do like what do you what suckiness are you willing to get through to do what you want to do because anything you do will have suckiness I know I keep saying suckiness but like anything you do will have suckiness so what are you willing to take like what are you not willing to take and what are you able to, um, because everyone has to do it. And um, that's what I would say. And I think the last thing, again, is just like, don't always think like your worth has to do with your productivity. Like I definitely have been keeping myself busy because that's what I like to do. Um, but don't like put your self-worth with how productive you are. Like we've been, again, taught this because of capital, like our capitalist society today, but you know, take time for you, do things that you want to do. 
um, and don't think about like, oh, I checked off 10 things off my list today. Like it doesn't have to be like that. Um, And just remember that because I definitely do that sometimes where I'm like, oh, I was really productive today. Like go me, but like, yeah, go you, but like, don't put yourself worth in with that. Um, But yeah, I think that's the advice I would give. Um, Yeah. Yes, all very good advice. And I think that a lot of people will, you know, see your experience and really learn from it. So thank you so much yeah. for, for coming on. Thank you for having me. This is such a great idea. And like, I'm really glad people are going to be able to hopefully learn from this. 